Greetings and salutations. This is Hope Speaks, and thank you for tuning in to episode 11. And this is your girl, Isha Montgomery. I'm so glad that you decided to join me tonight. So tonight, we're going to be talking about a myriad of different things. We're going to be talking about, yes, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. We're going to be talking about love, enemies, technology, and we're also going to be talking about the concept of dealing with a controlling spirit. I would like to start this off right. I'm going to start this off with poetry. The name of this first poem I'm going to read is called Machine. The machine says, don't compute, insert data, running numbers, synthesize. Cold to the touch, metal core, wires and cords, no spirit, calculate, load, no emotion, void soul. Work is made easy, easy is made hard. No tellers at the register, orders filled online. Digital realities, electric lies. Job once filled by humans, computerized. Adding and subtracting has declined. We lack patience. We ignore the delicacy of time. Running to oblivion, ignoring the beauty of small talk. Forgetting the interconnected moments that unite us all. Conversing with bankers, shopping at the mall. Don't compute, insert data, run the numbers, synthesize. It's the technological age, they say. This is evolution. Advancements is the solution. Have a life made of luxury. Again, the name of this poem is Machine. So I think like many of us, unfortunately, I have, I have to be honest, I have to make a confession that I've been watching the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. It's become a guilty little pleasure of mine. I probably shouldn't even be watching it just to be perfect, on, perfectly honest with you. Like every second I take out of my time to look into that trial, I feel like it's almost melting aspects of my brain to be perfectly forthright with you in terms of um, this content. It doesn't uplift my soul. So I thought, what's some things I can take from it that I feel are valuable to share with others? So I don't feel like watching, you know, those hours of the child was a complete waste of time that put me in a, a cantankerous position spiritually. And this is what I got from that trial. Amber Heard has lost a trial. But with that being said, why did she lose? Those recordings I heard, I've never heard anything quite like that. I mean, honestly, the whole trial was, it was, um, I, 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 I mean, it was, it was stressful to even watch. Like, just, it was like watching a plane crash. It was literally like watching just a horrific scene. And they're both actors. And these are well-to-do people. These aren't individuals clamoring for food. These aren't people who are destitute. These aren't people living in, in, in conditions that are 
deplorable. These are individuals with quite a bit of status in society saying, I was the victim to your abuse. You mistreated me. You hurt me. You try to control me. You were wicked. You aggressively put your hands on me. You berated me. You belittled me. You tortured me. You cut off the tip of my finger. You pooped in my sheets. You know, it, it, it was the type of things that, that honestly, it's the type of things that a Hollywood script is made of. But the problem is this isn't just a, a trial situation. No, this is, this is the type of stuff that happens in real life. We all know somebody, whether it was us or other people, who have been in abusive relationships. Relationships where things weren't right, where people were hurt, and everyone knows some of these relationships, one person does all the damage. In other relationships, it takes two to tango. But ultimately, what I saw when it comes to Johnny Depp and that Amber Heard case, it was just an undeniable hot mess. I mean... I mean, like, every relationship has its issues, but that thing was doomed. I mean, it was just horrible. And that's why I think people really need to start questioning. Before you even before you even think about marriage, even when you're just dating someone, and I'm guilty of this myself, we have to question, is this person right for me? Is this the person that Jesus Christ has selected to be in my life? This is an individual I can trust, who I can lay next to, who I can love and be loved in return. This is an individual who, who's going to make my heart leap with joy, or, or is that going to bring me pain? And in return, can I be the type of person who returns love, who receives love and gives it? Can I be the type of person that's sober-minded enough to be present? Am I capable of giving to another just as much as what I expect out of myself, if not more, while also still maintaining a relationship with God? See, many of us, we get into these relationships by the seam of our pants, and I can't tell you how many times I've been guilty of that. You know, I don't, I don't want to make myself look bad, so I won't. But honestly, a lot of these relationships were never meant to be in the first place. I didn't come up here to disrespect Amber Heard. I'm not coming up here to disrespect Johnny. I figure they've dealt with enough. I don't need to say much more regarding that whole situation. But what I am going to say is the overarching theme of some people don't need to be together. Period. Point blank. Sometimes before people get in a relationship, they probably need to go through some mental health counseling and, and deal with their own issues. People are hopping in and out of bed with each other and getting into these relationships before they really even know what's going on with somebody. My last relationship, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell on myself. I was broken. And the man I was with, he was broken too. And we were two broken people getting in a relationship. Trying to act like we wasn't toe up already. And the truth was, he needed a great deal of deliverance. And I needed it as well. And as I started to deal with my problems, he never dealt with his. 
So then I started looking at him like he was a problem. But in truth, I got with somebody who wasn't ready to tell me the truth about what was going on with them. Because I had selected the wrong person for my life because I wasn't dealing what was with what was wrong with me. We were both messed up. And when I went for healing, and when I received healing, when the Lord started working on me, the relationship really went down south because he didn't want me reading the Bible. He didn't want me listening to gospel music. He didn't want me going to church too much. He didn't really want to go to church himself at all. I remember he the whole time we were together, he only went to church about five times. And I wasn't mad at that. What I couldn't figure out was how he was mad at me because he missed a game on Sunday five times. He was mad at me for missing a football game or a bet. I think football game five times. And what was awkward was at that point I had been going to church for so long. I had never even thought of the relatively few games he had missed in my mind. Well, few was two. It was over that. Yeah, it was five. But I guess when I just added it all up, I said, if someone wants nothing to do with God, five is a lot. I was being inconsiderate to his needs. He didn't want God, even though he needed him. And because he wanted, didn't want God, he couldn't be with me and I couldn't be with someone who didn't love Christ. So really, I was getting with someone I was incompatible with. And at the beginning of our relationship, he told me he believed in God that he, and he said that he had also backslidden like me. But the truth was, in order to backslide, you have to first have a relationship. Many people just say they believe in God because they just want something to belong to her. Many people just say they're Christian because they just don't want to tell the truth. That they really don't believe in Christ. That they've never sought his face. And that they only believe that Jesus Christ exists in the church. That he exists on Sundays when they go praise him for two hours. That he exists during Bible study if they choose to go. And the truth is, our God is a living God. He's an awesome God. He doesn't just exist in his house of praise, he exists within our bodies through the receiving of the Holy Spirit, if we ever get it. There's many people out here, they don't have the Holy Ghost. There's many pastors out here, they're not true pastors. They weren't called by God. And they've misled people. And they've gotten many people into believing that Jesus isn't real. So when I speak to people, they may not understand where I'm coming from when I talk about how good God's been to me because the truth is I didn't get delivered or I didn't start believing in God because I was going to church. I believed in God because I saw him work miracles. I started believing in God because he spoke to me and I chose to answer. That is a personal decision. It's very personal. And it's a decision that many people will never make. And sometimes people can't get in relationships just to have someone on their arm. They need to get with people who share their values. Don't get with someone who you can't relate to. Because once the sex is gone, once the weeds, weed fog is cleared, yeah, I said it. Praise be to God. My sister ain't doing none of that no more. But I'm just saying, once the liquor has dried up and there's always an end to every bottle, even if you keep on buying more. Once 
once you've come to the realization that the high is gone in the relationship, that the newness have drifted off into, into everyday conundrum, you need real foundation to build upon. Not just a moment of bliss. You need a real foundation. Many of us, we've had children, we've gotten married, we've started dating without questioning if we are with the right person. And the truth is that many of us aren't. And in regards to that, I think many of us have felt great amount of pain that we could have avoided had we just been upfront with ourselves and said, we don't have none of the same values. I can't be with this person. I'm not happy. This isn't going to work. I shouldn't have started dating you. <laughs> Ain't that messed up when someone started looking at you like, I shouldn't have started dating you. But it's true. Some people don't need to be together. As lovely as a person I think I am sometimes, I can be honest and say, sometimes people don't need to be with me either. Not everybody can date me. I'm not trying to date everybody. I have a personality is if, you know, I can't be with anyone just because I want to. I can't, I can't just turn on and off the way I feel at the drop of a dime. I have to be with someone who cares for me. I, I need trust. I just can't be with some, I can't just date people to date them. I can't just make love to somebody to make love to them. And no one should have to live that way. In regards to that, I would like to read the poem, Gray Hills. We look for the light, praying for the shine of an incandescent glow that flickers in the darkness of eternal night. Then here comes the smoke, like gray hills running over brick-laced chimney tops. It creates smog and gives off warmth, burning red logs on an orange inferno. A fire set ablaze is reminiscent of wind-blown hair running wild with no condition to sit still. That ends when smoldering starts and smoldering begins, leading to the process of extinguishing a flame. But we remember when it once gave light. And that's the way it is for a lot of relationships that people have that end up in divorce court. A lot of times that's just a result of a flame burning out. But when you're married to the right person, that flame's going to keep on burning bright. You're not going to have to worry about it. You're not going to have to always check in on it every 15 minutes. It's going to keep on going as long as you put a few logs on the fire. A lot of times, I can speak for myself. I, I turn to God. I say, God, why don't you tell me about the person I was dating? Why don't you tell me what they were? Because I was honest, and I wanted honesty in return. But a, lot of, but a lot of times, people aren't who they say they are. How can they tell you who they are if they don't know who they are? People have layers. Many people have layers like an onion. They've never dealt with every single layer of their self, of their mind, of their body, of their spirit. So how can they tell you who they are? 
Only God can tell you what's in a man's heart. And the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Sometimes you don't hear what that mouth is saying until you knee deep in a bad situation. Until you're in the trenches looking across at the other person, wondering if they even have your best interests at heart. Wondering if you even have theirs, only to realize that you're not the person you thought you were and they're not the person they thought they were. When the pandemic hit, when it touched down, I changed. Not because I wanted to, but because I needed to. I looked in the mirror and I didn't want to be the person I was the day before. I didn't. I didn't want to smoke no more. I didn't want to drink no more. I didn't want to live out of wedlock. And I didn't want to be in a situation where I couldn't love my partner in spirit and in truth. If I couldn't love them, why be with them? And if they couldn't love me, why act like they do? See, I could spend all day talking about toxicity in relationships. But I think that all starts with being honest with oneself. When you see the warning signs and you don't go nowhere, that's a problem. If you've seen the warning signs and you never addressed them, that's a problem. And if you don't consult God, if you believe in Christ, that is, that's a problem too. Because at the end of the day, the inner workings of someone's heart, is, it's like the sea. I remember I was watching the movie Titanic. Yeah, I'm going to bring this up. And they compared a woman's heart in that movie. They compared it to a to a deep sea in terms or, or ocean, the depth of it. Like you never know what's in a woman's heart. The truth is you never know what's in anyone's heart. Only God knows the heart. No, we could sit around all day and we could be like, Amber's crazy. Johnny, well, there's a lot I could say about Johnny, but, you know, he had his own issues. But ultimately, how many of us have seen those toe-up relationships and thought, hmm, I hope they get it together? And the truth is, some people never do. Some people never end up in healthy relationships. They spend their whole life laying next to someone with one eye open. Because the truth is, sometimes we don't realize that the enemy we're fighting is right next to us. And it's also within ourselves. And that's part of the problem. Part of the problem is we never know who we can trust. I don't want to live in a life where I can't trust my partner, where they can't trust me. But many of us will end up living that way unless we choose to be in situations where we can be happy. Now I'm going to read a goody but a shorty. The name of this poem is Treasured Yesterday. Life is an expression of love. Smiles, giggles, and lavish dreams create the bedrock that hopeful souls long for. But do we get swept up in the distractions of modern living? And forget about the precious moments. Always remember that tomorrow is made up of all the things that we treasured yesterday. Thank you. Again, the name of that poem is Treasured Yesterday. You know, I think that when it comes to relationships, we try to treat them a lot like like one plus one equal two. And this seem right and 
You know, as long as I got the newest clothes. We treat relationships almost as though they're machines. Like all the parts are supposed to work. And once we put it into the wall and plug it up and give it some juice, everything's going to go well. But the truth is, relationships are never like that. It's not something you could just plug into the wall and it's all going to work out. Giving it some juice ain't the answer. Sometimes you can't reboot the computer and expect for it to work. Have you ever been having trouble with your laptop or your computer? And you thought, if I can just reboot this thing, if I can just reset this phone, <laughs> if, I can, if I could clear the memory on this thing, it's going to work again. Well, relationships aren't like that. People sometimes deal with trauma. We deal with trauma and then not all of us get that trauma addressed. So we end up walking around broken, but people see a whole person when they talk to us. They never really know what's going on on the inside. I'm here to tell you tonight that the inside matters. So if you're one of those people who's been in a bad relationship, and whether you were the perpetrator or the one who was victimized or whether y'all both had a tango, whether it was both of y'all dancing together, there's one thing I want you to know. Your past doesn't have to be your present. You don't have to be upset. You don't have to be in a situation where you allow the things that you've been through to control your life and your spirit and your mind. But some things you got to let God deal with. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Can you take your, just take the time to wrap your mind around the fact that God loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son to be crucified, tormented, lashed, abused at no end. A man that gave to the poor, that spoke life into people. A man that gave far more than he ever received. By all accounts, if we're looking at Jesus as a man alone, he was innocent. He was an innocent man. Murdered. For wanting to give some people something more to believe in. I'm here to tell you tonight that God loves you too much. For you to settle for anything less than what you deserve. And if you deserve healing, go to God because healing is the children's bread. Don't be scared to say that you're broken, that you're hurt. There's so many times since my dad died when I knew I wasn't right in the head. And it wasn't because I wasn't trying. It's because within my own capacity as a human, I knew that I needed help. I needed to pray. I needed to fast. I needed to get down on bended knee and cry before the Lord. I needed to leave my teardrops on his altar. Like falling rain in the storm, I needed to shed them. And if you know that you are going through some type of mental or spiritual turmoil, don't be scared to go before the God of your salvation and cry out to him. 
because Jesus will be there when you fall. He was a perfect lamb slain for the sins of the world so that some might be saved. And that's not everybody. Not everybody's going to reach out for Jesus. Not everybody is strong enough to say they need help. It takes some type of humility to say, I'm not okay. I'm scared. I'm worried. I'm troubled. I'm hurt. I'm upset. I am bleeding on the inside. It takes And I'm not talking about physically either. I'm talking about spiritually. It takes some level of humility to say these tears won't stop flowing like rivers of tribune and I need peace. How many of us are living in homes without peace, without love, without the glory of God to touch down? Don't be that way. And don't let anyone convince you that that case with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard was anything less than a cry for help from two people who should have never been together. We all need prayer. We all need faith in Jesus Christ. And you know what? I'm not scared to say that we all have been troubled one time or another. But when people don't get help, they allow themselves to think that the glitz and the glamour is enough. And that even goes for regular people. We take these nice pictures on Instagram and on Facebook. We take these nice Snapchats. We tweet something on Twitter. We put something on Tumblr. Whatever, whatever form of social media you use. And we try to tell ourselves that that's enough. But what if it's not? What if the spirit man is broken? What if we need a love that goes beyond what the internet says or what or what people say who just want to be around us when we having a good day? I call them good time Sally's. If you want, you can call them a good time John. All I know is that I want someone to be there to tell me, girl, you need to get your life together. You got to give it to the Lord. I'm going to be praying for you. Maybe not in those words, but I hope they come around to telling me that if I need it. Yes. I just want to encourage you all that love is possible and that you deserve it. The next poem I'm going to read is Yet to See. Your love is sweet sunshine on a rainy day. It speaks to dormant souls, bringing hope to the surface like condensation on a glass of cold lemonade. Your love is cool shade in the scorching heat. It is easy to feel alive and bask under your tree. The eggs that cooked on the sidewalk are scrambled from the trampling of our busy feet. We are poetry in motion, a small boat in a big ocean. Our love goes deep, it sails wide, always wondering if it will reach the other side. That is the nature of what we have. It is too good to feel bad. We move to the rhythm of laughter, smiling with the happiness embedded in our hearts. No power but death can come between, and no man on God's green earth can tear us apart. We scurry to the finish line with unspoken desire and gold ambition in our quivering hands. Without apprehension, we make our stand to care for each other unconditionally in the midst of a broken and dismal land, believing in a reality we have yet to see. And again, the name of that poem is Yet to See.
And in case you're wondering, my mother's phone accidentally went off during my recording. But we love her and we're going to to ignore that. (laughs) Oh, good times, good times. And, and you know, I just, I just, I just want y'all to know, right? Because I like to crack jokes amongst everything else, right? Because, like, laughter to me is, like, the best thing in the world, right? There is no need for anybody to ever feel like they got to be in a mess up situation. Listen, listen, if y'all fighting every day, if y'all arguing, my daddy used to call it moving furniture when he was alive. He'd be like... (laughs) You'd be like, them people upstairs moving furniture. That means they up there, wop, 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 wop. They up there fighting. You know, they up there throwing blows, throwing dressers. You know, honestly, you know, I'm going to be real with y'all. I've been living in the ghetto. Let's not use the word ghetto. I've been living in the hood for a very long time. Low income area, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, I apologize for using the word ghetto. I don't think that fits our, I don't think that fits our needs tonight. But I've been living in a bad area for a very long time. And I can tell you this. I done seen some women give it to men just as good as a man can. I done seen women go blow for blow like titans in, in, in a boxing ring. I done seen women bop bop. I seen them knock their husbands out with a quick one too. I done seen them hit, just hit their man with straight up uppercuts. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've ever seen an uppercut from somebody that really got them hands. I mean, them hands, them hands. But I'm here to tell you that abuse can go both ways. It could be one person getting towed up. It could be both people fighting. But ultimately, no one deserves to be in a situation where they don't feel safe. And if you're that person making someone feel unsafe, get out that relationship, go get some help. And if you're that person who's in a bad relationship, get out that relationship and still go get some help because there's no reason for you to be trapped in a bad situation. A lot of people out here, they want to control you. They feel that your body's not your own. That you can't leave or come and go as you please. But I'm here to tell you that God died so that you can be free. When I'm talking about God, I mean Jesus Christ. He literally died so that you can be free. So that you can have the right to make the decisions that you need to make out here. God gives us free choice. So don't let no man tell you where to go. Don't let no woman tell you where to go. If you're going to do something, you're going to do something because you want to. Don't feel trapped in a bad situation with a bad person. Or don't be that bad person that's trapped. Okay? Because, I I, I mean, honestly, I done been in so many situations. I done seen so much stuff out here in these streets. To the point where, you know, I, I don't even jump in a fight between a couple unless I know that I'm allowed to because one time I jumped in, they didn't even she didn't even need my help. <laughs> okay. Okay. For real. I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm I'm not here to even lie about this. So I'm gonna read y'all one last poem, even though I'm over time, because I love you so much. I wanna give you a little bit more than just me talking. So the name of this poem is Love and indifference. Pray with me. Because it's getting really crazy out here. I hear gunshots on my block every day. Police barricade the street at least three times a week. Around my way, a 14-year-old caught two bullets to the chest. All he wanted was some juju beans from the gas station. Now he's in intensive care. 
His mom cries for the child that's barely a teen. The news covers the scene but forgets the person. Nevertheless, the reality isn't changing. The father is nowhere to be found, while the community is complacent. I bet you the shooter will walk around in the hood as we speak, but the so-called real ones won't talk. Words fall to the broken concrete, and weeds spring from the blood and tears of unrealized hope. We laugh to smile. We smile to cope. In the wake of hard days and complicated situations, there is beauty still. Throw some food on a barbecue. A tender soul is in need of a good time. We nourish the needy around here. We tend to our sick. Give respect to the elderly and mow their lawns free of charge where happiness is genuine and love is hard to find. In spite of it all, we have peace. And the world can't take it because God gave it. Little Momo and them shoot dice and chop it up for days on end, knowing pain comes with the tide, but this feeling of comfort can't be swept away. Because you can only understand high when you've touched low. Love is personified through the understanding of hate. Heat is applied through pressure. Acceptance can only be felt through the lens of rejection. Days and nights spent wondering if things will get better. You are the core of strange fruit that refuses to live without roots. So you cultivate a culture from a soil you can never call home. You are the epitome of blood meeting bone because you never gave up. When, when the thunder struck, you kept going because your fight is internal and you will reign triumphant. There is no battle that you can't overcome. The struggle has been fought and the battle has been won. You are the rose that grew in the hood. There are few people who wouldn't succumb to the hurt you endured. So keep pushing. You are the green grass that creates foliage in the heart of men. You are hope ever growing in a landscape coded in love and indifference. Watered by the dreams of your forefathers. Thank you for listening. Again, the name of that poem is Love and Indifference. And you know, I don't normally do this, but I would like to close out with a prayer because I, it feels good to me and I hope it feels good to you too. I just like praying to Jesus. So I'm going to keep it real. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Hey, God, in this moment now, I'm praying that you will bless all the listeners of this podcast and that if they're hurting anywhere spiritually, if they let you into their hearts, I pray that you would heal them and start working their issues out on their behalf, God. I pray that you would allow all the doers and the readers of your word to be blessed, God, and that you would increase their measure of faith, God, and that the Holy Spirit would dwell in them, God, as they come to believe in you, Jesus Christ. We know that in you we are free, God. We are delivered and we are chosen. So even when the world spits us out, God, we know that you will keep us as long as we are not lukewarm, God. And we ask that every day that we live, God, it will be to glorify your name. Because you are the way, the life, and the truth, and no one comes to the Father except through you, Jesus. And I would like to thank you for the blessings you will bestow upon those who believe in you. And you are. God, and you will always be. Thank you, God, 
for blessing a sister like me and all my listeners as well. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you guys for tuning in. You are the best. You are awesome. And you are loved beyond measure. Don't let anyone in this world stomp on your joy and your light. Because there is hope for you. As long as there is breath in the body, there is a possibility for better days ahead. Don't let anyone take that from you. In this world where we all measure our worth according to who's on our arm, what's in our pocket, or or just or just what kind of looks we have, it's important for us to remember that God doesn't care about none of those things. God cares about you. He doesn't care about your wealth. He doesn't care about your degrees. He doesn't care about if there's holes in your pocket. He just wants to know that he is in your heart. The way that you are in his. The thing I love about Jesus is that while I was yet yet in sin, he still loved me. He still reached out his hand to me. When my friends turned on me, when uh when people did me dirty. Shoot, shoot, even when somebody tried to kill me a couple times, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know, I didn't even do nothing wrong. I'm just telling you what happened. God was still there. In my corner, rooting for me, believing in me, sending his angels to protect me. And I want to let you know, if you're listening, there's probably a reason God has kept you alive for this long. And it just may be for his glory and for your healing. So don't give up. Never give up. And if you've taken anything from this podcast tonight, I want you to know that peace and love and a sound mind are worth fighting for. Don't let any relationship, whether with family, friends, or a lover, tear you apart or pull you away from the love of God. All right, I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. This is Isha Montgomery. Till next time, be blessed. And I hope tonight filled you up some. Thank you. Bye.